Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast and on SM Enlightenment Radio, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. So tonight we are going to be talking about mindset, because it is the foundation of everything that we want to do, whether it's any goals that you have, whether they are life goals, whether they are business goals, whether they are health goals, whether they are financial goals, relationship goals, whatever they might be, mindset is the basis of it. So, but first, let me introduce myself. I am Jenny Hardy, and I'm excited to be with you um, here on our very first Journey with Jenny podcast. And I'm just so honored to be in your ear, having you listen on the radio or watching along on YouTube as well. So thank you for your trust and your time. And I'm excited to come alongside you on this journey. I for sure do not have it all figured out. I am learning new things right alongside you. But as I'm learning, things every day, I want to pass that on to you. I feel that if we know something, then it is the best thing to do is to share that with others so that they might benefit from it as well. So that is my whole purpose in doing this podcast. If I have stumbled upon something and learned something through different experiences that I have had that could possibly be helpful to you, then I want to share it. So I also welcome your feedback. So please, if at any point you have any questions or any input or any ideas, the things that you would like me to talk about, please share it with me. Go ahead and reach out. Um, definitely speak up. So um, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Jenny Hardy on Instagram. So you can just DM me your question or just let me know your thoughts. I would love to be able to connect with you there. So let me share with you just a little bit about my journey. I get very excited and quite passionate to talk about several things, sports, my kids, helping women change their lives through starting a business, and all that I've learned through my health journey. I have come a long way over the past several years. And in fact, my health journey and my business journey are both very intertwined. I have grown so much in both of those areas, both at the same time. And honestly, it's, it's just interesting to me because I never envisioned myself being on this path at all. My background is actually in teaching. Um, and here I am uh, talking about business and life and health and having a podcast. And so if you're background is in a particular thing and you are thinking about a change or just branching out or trying something new, I have been there and it can definitely be scary, but that is where the mindset comes in. So let's go ahead and jump into mindset because I'm very excited about this topic and um, I'm just uh, really um, looking forward to being able to dive into it with you. So how much do you mind your mind? In Proverbs, it states, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. 
the heart includes the mind and all that proceeds from it, all that comes from it. And then also in Romans, we read, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so it's really interesting because I have known these verses my whole life and I have sought to live by them, but it wasn't until I was in a situation that was definitely outside of my comfort zone, and I was attempting to be successful in that, did I discover the true power of our minds? I feel like it's one of those those sneaky hidden things that's kind of hiding in the shadows, lurking there, and it's there. We we are aware that we have minds, right? You, you know you have a mind. That's not earth-shattering. That's not shocking to hear, but I wonder how much we realize how powerful and how active our minds really are. Do you realize what an effect it is having on the outcomes of the things that you are attempting to do? I had an experience where I remember very clearly um, this experience um, regarding all of this. So I was out of my comfort zone. I was in business, right? And I had already mentioned my background is in teaching, so not trained in business. And so this was something that was not what I was feeling especially comfortable in. And I was being required to do things that I was not comfortable with and I I didn't like. And not that it was wrong or morally unacceptable. It was just that I, I I knew nothing about it and I had not been trained in this or I didn't have experience in it. Um, But I had started reading books on mindset and listening to speakers share about the power of our minds and the absolute necessity to pay attention to be able to pull them into submission. Um, For if we didn't, nothing would change, right? That was very, very important to be able to do that. So we would just revert back to our old ways and we wouldn't be successful in our new endeavors, right? So I had been processing this. I'm in business. I'm learning this about my mindset. And I remember this very clearly. I was driving down the street in our neighborhood and I was headed to a business event. And my mind kept repeating to me how unsuccessful I would be, how I can't do this. I'm not able to be successful. What was I thinking? And it it hit me because I'd just been learning about and reading about it and, and been being spoken to about this concept, I was shocked at how mean I was to myself and maybe even more shocked that I had never noticed it before. I mean, I wasn't young when I was doing that. I've lived quite a bit of my life. I had just never stopped to pay attention to how I talked to myself. But man, when I did, I realized how mean and how unkind I was to myself. And I'm I'm curious, have you ever stopped to listen to your thoughts? I mean, like really listen, really take stock of what you are saying to yourself. What are the thoughts that you are having towards yourself? And if you haven't, or maybe even if you have, I have a challenge for you. So for today, um, or maybe the day is seems too long, even just an hour doing this, or okay, even just a minute doing this for a minute. Listen to everything you tell yourself, every thought you have, and really pay attention to it. Because I feel like these thoughts are just going, 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 and we're not even noticing it. We're not even paying attention to it. So notice what you say to yourself and then run it through this filter. Would you say that to your mom? 
Would you say that to your kid? Would you say it to your significant other? Or for that matter, to anyone that you love? Would you talk to them that way? Or would you allow anyone else to talk to them that way? Spoiler alert, I'm guessing the probably the answer is probably no. <laughs> then if that is the case, then why, why do we allow ourselves to talk to us this way? So that's my challenge to you today is to listen, really listen, really pay attention to how you talk to yourself in your mind. Pay attention to the thoughts that you have and what you are saying to yourself. In his book, The Ant and the Elephant, Vince Pacente describes very well the concept of the power of the subconscious mind, meaning the feeder system for your thoughts. So I'd like to read to you a little quote from his book. And this is what Vince Pacente says in The Ant and the Elephant. As you know, our minds function in two distinct spaces, conscious and subconscious thought. Our ant is the intentional part of the brain. It houses our critical analytical thoughts. Our elephant, however, is the instinctual, impulsive part of the brain. It houses emotions and memories and even guides the body to perform its vital functions. While we tend to know our conscious minds, or ants, rather well, we often overlook the power of our elephantine subconscious minds. Unfortunately, when we do, we squander a wellspring of human potential. Imagine a tiny ant on the back of a massive African elephant. No matter how diligently that ant marches east, if the elephant he sits upon travels in the opposite direction, the ant will end up even further west than his starting point. Similarly, we will find ourselves receding from our goals if our conscious and subconscious minds are not aligned. What elephant-like aspects of our personalities hold us back from meeting challenges? How do our emotions get in the way of our ability to act and communicate effectively? What does it truly mean to commit to realize a dream? So I think that is a really powerful concept to think of it that way, the ant and the elephant. And if you're not tending to your elephant or your subconscious mind, then your efforts toward your goals, whatever they may be, like we talked about in the very beginning, maybe it's a weight loss goal, maybe it's um, a workout goal, maybe it's a business goal, a financial goal, a relationship goal, whatever those goals are, if you're not tending to your subconscious mind, then your efforts toward those goals are futile. And at best, they're not going to yield you the results that you could possibly achieve. And that's really powerful. That's why what you say to yourself matters. And I love it because it's very scientific and um, it, it just, it really does make a difference what you say to yourself, the thoughts that you have, the stories you tell yourself and the mindset that you put yourself in matters. The people you surround yourself with matter. The music you listen to matters. The shows that you watch matter. The books that you read matter. They matter a whole lot. All of these things go into your subconscious mind, and it makes a big difference in then what comes out and what kind of talk that you give to yourself in your mindset. The question becomes then, how badly do you want to achieve the goal that you've set out? If you didn't think of a goal the several times that I've mentioned a goal, do it now. 
what is a goal that you are working towards? And honestly, if you don't have a goal that you're working towards, may I encourage you to set a goal <laughs> to work towards something? Because um, there's a quote, I think it's Jim Rohn that says like, you you miss um, everything that you don't shoot at. Like if you don't have a goal, you're not going to get anywhere. So have a goal, think of what that is. And how badly do you want to achieve that goal? Is it worth it to you to put the effort in to make changes in your life so that you can make changes on your mindset? So is that is it worth it? Is it worth the effort to put into changing your mindset so that you can actually achieve that goal? And I know, I know, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, this is stupid. <laughs> This this doesn't, it's gobbledygook, it's pie in the sky, it's just whatever. You're thinking, well, I've never paid attention to this, and I'm doing just fine in life. And I get that. I honestly never really paid much attention to this before, and I certainly never read a book on it. And I'd say I was pretty successful in my life. I had achieved pretty much everything I had wanted to. So yes, to some degree, you could probably disregard this, not pay any attention to this, and go on living your life and accomplishing things. The thing is, though, when you are going out of your comfort zone, doing something new, something that you are not convinced is in your zone of genius, or if it's not in what you are exactly gifted in or what you've been trained in, then that's where this especially comes in. And that's where this is evident. And that was in my case. I was doing something outside of the realm of what I thought was actually possible. And that is where a lot of the gremlins really started coming and taking over. And that was where my awareness picked up because that mindset can become an overriding factor in whether or not you are going to keep going and push through the hard or just collapse and give up. Because as you know, the reality is you're going to run into hard times. Just because you set a goal, it doesn't mean you're going to make it to that. Like you're going to come into obstacles and you're going to have to decide what are you going to do? Are you going to push through that or are you just going to retreat and just give up and collapse? When you set goals beyond what you have accomplished or that you think is possible for yourself, that's when you need reinforcements, when you need support, when you need help. And this is the part that I especially want to share with you because this is what I want you to be aware of because this is what I didn't know until later in my life. And this has been fascinating and just really revolutionary to me. So if you are one of the people where I was several years ago and just never really thought about this and quite frankly, never even heard about it before, I'm excited to be able to be the one to share this with you. Or if you've heard it before, but never really did much about it, maybe this is your opportunity, your wake up call to step into it and do something about it. You see, this understanding of the power of the subconscious mind can be your big breakthrough to actually finally accomplishing that thing that you have been wanting to do, or that thing that you have been trying to do, or that thing that no matter how hard you tried, you have seemed to fail each time, right? You know that thing I'm talking about. You know it. And you couldn't figure out exactly why. And actually, maybe it was even several things, things that you try to do and you fail and then go try something else and then fail. And, and maybe it's the power of your subconscious mind sabotaging 
all of those new attempts. Uh, you see it in like relationships and just one after another that fails. Like, what is it? You know, businesses, try this venture, try this venture. But what if it is something that you can work on that is the same root cause affecting all of those things? So if you are still with me, then you might be wondering, okay, then how? How do I change my subconscious mind? How can I be successful? Is it even possible? And if so, how? So, well, my friend, I'm glad you asked because we're going to get that into that in detail. But first, I want to introduce you to a few people who use the practices that I'm going to share. So don't take my word for it. Uh, think about the Olympic athletes. We have the Olympics coming up. And... Um, just listen to their stories, watch their prep, watch them warm up. What are they doing? Uh, think about skiers. Um, I remember specifically seeing a skier doing this. They are envisioning their run. They're moving through their mental setup. They are, are they telling themselves, I'm going to fall? I'm going to get last place? Like, no, of course not. The mental game is key. In fact, it's not a stretch to say that great athletes succeed because they know how to stay at the top of their game mentally. Listen to what Olympic gold medal winning gymnast Shannon Miller said, quote, the physical aspect of the sport can only take you so far. The mental aspect has to kick in, especially when you're talking about the best of the best. In the Olympic Games, everyone is talented. Everyone trains hard. Everyone does the work. What separates the gold medalist from the silver medalist is simply the mental game, end quote. And I thought this was uh, really interesting that the science journal Psychology of Sport and Exercise has published numerous studies on using positive self-talk to improve athletes' results. The effect is so dramatic that 93% of Olympic athletes use positive self-talk and visualization. Ever heard of Michael Jordan? Yep, he's a big fan of the power of self-talk. So let me share you an excerpt from show jumping sports psychologist Jim Hickey's website. Quote, the website Play Present quotes the thoughts of Michael Jordan, who remarked that in his opinion, 80% of the game is mental or psychological. In addition to his physical ability, Michael Jordan explains that it was coaching that helped him develop the mental side of his game, which gave him a greater edge. Carol Dweck, author of the book Mindset, agrees that it is the mindset that almost every successful athlete has who has had long-term success has. Jordan showed the benefits of the psychological edge at crucial moments in the most important games. The book Psychology of Champions, How to Win at Sports and Life, includes the example of Jordan versus Utah Jazz in 1998. Although suffering extreme fatigue, he was able to mentally stay focused enough to sink the game-winning shot, end quote. So, you know, if Michael Jordan, who um, has just a little bit more athletic prowess than me, I'm, I'm guessing probably you, um, thinks that the mental aspect of his game is so important, um, I, I think so. And Jim on that in that article goes on to share case studies of the power of mental preparation uh, from a Taekwondo Olympian, from a high jumper, and from another, um, uh, from a track and field athlete. So it you can find examples of this all over the place. And I want to share a really fascinating article that Eric Barker wrote. And I want to um, share what he said. He said, know what's really interesting? learning how Navy SEALs build mental toughness to handle deadly situations. Know what else is really interesting? Learning how Olympic athletes deal with the pressure of competition when the entire world is watching. Know what's the most interesting of all? 
when you find out they do a lot of the same things. Isn't that fascinating, the combination of Olympic athletes and Navy SEALs? And he goes on to say, mental links to excellence is a research study of what Olympians do to prepare for their big day. And so much of it lines up with what I learned researching SEAL training and talking to former Navy SEAL platoon commander James Waters, end quote. And what they shared in their article, the number one thing um, in their list, talk positively to yourself. And I continue to quote, your brain is always going. It's estimated you say 300 to 1,000 words to yourself per minute. Olympic athletes and SEALs agree. Those words need to be positive. One of the Olympians said, immediately before the race, I was thinking about trying to stay on that edge, just letting myself relax and doing a lot of positive self-talk about what I was going to do. I just felt like we couldn't do anything wrong. It was just up to us. And I said, there's nothing that's affecting us in a negative way. The only thing now is to do it and we can do it. I just have to do my best. End quote. He goes on in the article to say SEALs use the same method and they do it in a far more terrifying scenario. How terrifying? You're underwater with scuba gear. An instructor suddenly swims up behind you. He yanks the regulator out of your mouth. You can't breathe. Then he ties your oxygen lines in a knot. Your brain starts screaming, you are going to die. But you have to keep cool. Stay underwater and follow procedure to get your gear back in working order so you can breathe again. And this happens over and over for 20 minutes. Welcome to the dreaded pool comp section of SEAL qualification. You get four attempts. Why? Because you need them. Only one in five guys can do it the first time out. The danger here is panic, and SEALs are not allowed to panic. Even when they cannot breathe, they must think positive to keep calm and pass pool comp, end quote. Fascinating, right? So that how-to is exactly what we'll be diving into when we come back from this short break. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio and the Journey with Jenny podcast. I'm Jenny, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and the Journey with Jenny podcast. I'm Jenny, and we have been discussing mindset. We have made a case for the power of our minds, and we've discovered that we need to keep this beast, if you will, under our purposeful control. But the question is, how? How do we bring our subconscious mind into submission so it works for us and not against us? We train it. And for the training part, we, tu- we turn to an expert, 
Dr. Shad Helmstetter. Now, Dr. Shad Helmstetter is the leading authority in the field of self-talk today. He is the author of more than 25 books in the field of personal growth. And Dr. Helmstetter is one of the most respected behavioral researchers of our time and has appeared on more than 1,200 radio and television programs, including repeat appearances on Oprah Winfrey, ABC, NBC, CBS, and more. So I wanted to share one of the books that is entitled The Power of Neuroplasticity. He literally shares how to rewire your brain, okay? So this is most certainly not pie in the sky. This is neuroscience. So this is true science backed by facts. And that's personally why I find it so fascinating and so amazing and so life-changing. So I would say that he is a pretty credible source of information um, that we can draw from. So what I want to do right now, um, or what you can do right now, is go grab one of his life-changing books and start reading it, or you can go to his Self Talk Plus website and start listening to the positive self-talk right away. And I would not be offended if you stopped here and went and took that immediate action. In fact, I would applaud you. I would think that's amazing. Um, but for the rest of us, if you prefer to hear me share a few of the steps that he outlines, um, then go ahead and stay with me, okay? So we've already had a hint of this when we talked about the athletes a little earlier, when we talked about the Navy SEALs and the Olympians, a comparison there. So now we're going to take, take that and we're going to dive deeper, okay? So in his book, The Gift, Dr. Shad Helmstetter gives seven steps for building your self-belief, which bolsters your subconscious mind. So your self-belief definitely feeds into the, your subconscious, that elephant, remember, that we talked about earlier. And so from that is where these, these things pop out, the thoughts that we have and the things that we say to ourselves. So building our self-belief is a very important step in this process. And so uh, Dr. Shad Helmstetter gives seven steps for building that self-belief. And I want to share them with you now. And we're going to focus on the first one in a little bit, but I want to go through all of them and then come back and dive into number one. Okay. So number one is start by getting new programs that build your self-belief. Okay. We're going to come back to that one and go into depth there. Let's go on to number two. Number two is make a list of all the things that you are proud of that you have done. Okay. So literally get a piece of paper out get a pen or a pencil and actually write it down. Okay. Do this exercise and go all the way back, go back as far as you can remember and write them down. Because the thing is, most of us have done better than we think we have. So it's a really great exercise to remind yourself of what all the good things that you really have done and accomplished. Okay. Number three in helping to build your self-belief. Schedule two or three small tasks that challenge you, but ones that you can accomplish if you work on them and get them done in this next week. So this is something like making a doctor appointment or organizing your desk, those things that you're like, oh, I need to do, but just not getting them done. And that will help you be able to create some small successes. So that's what we're going for in this one. So pick two or three of them and actually get them done this week. All right. Number four in building your self-belief is each week for the next three weeks, accept at least one larger challenge that you've been avoiding and get it done. These are the things that we just don't want to do <laughs> that kind of scare us, but just breathe 
and go get it done. All right. Again, we're building up some successes. Number five, avoid completely saying or thinking anything negative about yourself at any time for any reason. Okay. Should I say that again? Avoid completely saying or thinking anything negative about yourself at any time or for any reason. Do you remember what we talked about earlier in the very beginning of this, the audacity of the way that we talk to ourselves? Show yourself some respect and cut it out and enforce it. Like really do that. All right. So that's number five. Number six in building self-belief is ignore the negative opinions of others, okay? Walk away, tune them out. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter if they're a family matter, a family member, a coworker, a stranger. Don't give the other person a second thought, all right? And number seven in building self-belief, find those people in around you who completely believe in you and listen to their words of positive truth about you. Allow them to build into you. Choose to be around people who are encouraging and uplifting. Have you ever heard the phrase that says, or not phrase, but you know, saying is that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, okay? So if you are spending time with people that are bringing you down, what do you think is going to happen to you? Or what happens if you're around people that are encouraging you? So that's what this is about. Find those people who believe in you completely and listen to their words of positive truth about you. Okay. So those are the seven steps that Dr. Shad Helmsetter shares in his book, The Gift, um, about ways to build your self-belief. So there are some strong how-tos. Um, so go ahead and work on those exercises. Okay. So those are great. But I want to go back to the first one. Remember I said we're going to dive into that one more. Okay. And I really want to zero in on this because this is so important. This is an active exercise that you can do all the time, all the time, every day, nonstop. And it's revolutionary because I promise you, if you do this, it will change your life. Okay. So Dr. Shad Helmsetter said, quote, change your self-talk and you will change your programs, change your programs and you will change your life. End quote. And that's what I love about this because it's not enough to simply put off the bad thoughts. You need to then actually replace it with something else, something good, because once you get rid of them, it creates that void and you need to bring in something in its place. And you want to make sure it's something good, something positive. You are literally rewriting the programming. You're rewiring the brain. And that's what you are doing when you're giving yourself good self-talk. Okay. So in self-talk, we number one, put off the bad thoughts. That's an active thing to do. And number two, we put on the good thoughts, Good, put on the good talking. And it's a very active activity. I won't go into all the details of this. I'll let you read his books for all those juicy details. But I do want to share some examples of what he means by both negative 
and positive self-talk, okay? So that you can have an example of this. So let's start with the negative self-talk, okay? So maybe you're just not really sure about what I meant when I mentioned earlier the whole, you know, paying attention to how you talk to yourself and what you're actually saying. So let me give you some examples of what you might hear when you actually stop and listen to yourself, okay? So in his book, um, The Gift, which I've already mentioned, um, Dr. Shad Helmstetter shares some of these negative self-talk phrases. So I'm going to read them from his book, and I want you to just kind of see if you've ever, you know, ever heard yourself say these in your thoughts. I can never remember names. Nothing ever goes right for me. I can never find anything. (sighs) That's just my luck. Everything I eat goes right to my blank, my hips, my belly, my thighs, (laughs) fill in the blank. (sighs) Today just isn't my day. I'm so clumsy. I never have enough money left over at the end of the month. I just hate to talk in front of a group. (sighs) I just can't do it. I never seem to have enough energy. Why even try? I could never do that. (sighs) It's just no use. I'm just not creative. I can't seem to get organized. I can never afford the things I want. I'm too shy to do that. I never know what to say. So those are some examples of negative self-talk. Have you ever heard them? Have those ever come out of your lips? Have you ever had that thought cross over your mind? Think about that. And if you, um, you know, are like kind of the rest of us, probably maybe one of them, two of them, all of them, I don't know. So it's no wonder that it's so hard to come out from under. If you've ever had those phrases spoken to you or been surrounded by environments where these phrases have been used, it has seeped into your mindset. And now look at what you say to yourself. It's no wonder. It's already there. So it's just naturally going to be coming out. But the good news is that you can change your programs. And here's how. Dr. Shad Helmstetter gives three steps to do this in his book, The Gift. So number one, monitor your own self-talk. Number two, edit everything you say and everything you think. And number three, listen to the right kind of self-talk. Okay? So the first one, monitor. We're talking everything. Everything you say out loud or think, if you were to write it down, I think you might be surprised. That goes back to the exercise that I had mentioned about doing in the very beginning of this, okay? So um, number two is edit. We have the beautiful gift of choice, all right? So when you start thinking or saying something negative to yourself, stop and say something like stop or check that or not today, nope. Whatever word you want to do, come up with a word. It could be as simple as stop. But if you don't want to do that, pick another one, okay? Just make it short and simple. But literally, physically say stop. When one of these negative thoughts comes into your mind, say stop. So that's the edit part, stop. 
And then the third part then is to rewrite the program by adding in a new phrase, new positive self-talk. And repetition is the key here. So do I have any athletes in the house? Like I um, have played many sports, like I'll just pick basketball, okay? So I played basketball. And so kind of important to have a good shot in basketball. And so in order to do that, what do you do? Any baller out there knows, like you do your shot over and over and over and over and over again. You shoot all the time, especially foul shots. Nothing changes in a foul shot. No one's blocking you. So like, it's just you and the basket. It's the same distance every single time. You should be able to make it every single time, right? In theory. So the repetition. Okay. So how about musicians out there? I play piano. So playing the scales, playing the songs, repetition over and over and over again. That is how you get it in there. And that's the same thing we're doing with self-talk. It's no different. You need to repeat it. So it seeps down into your elephant, right? Into your subconscious mind so that that is what is in there when it comes back out in the things that we think. Okay. So in his book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, Dr. Shad Helmstetter gives tons and tons of examples of self-talk to use for any given situation. I highly recommend picking this up if you don't have it. He not only gives examples, but he also teaches you how to create effective self-talk for yourself so you can write your own script for any situation that you're in, any goals that you may have. So remember, we talked about goals a couple different times, right? So what are those goals? Like, are they relationship goals? Are they wellness goals? Are they business goals? What are they? So no matter what goals you have, um, even just personal characteristics and traits and patience, things that you want to grow in, in loving other people and being more kind to other people and using gentle words with people, whatever they are, you can use positive positive self-talk to reprogram the thoughts that you have in order to help you become successful in those goals. Okay. So this is powerful because what we say and think goes directly into our subconscious mind. If you haven't gotten that yet, hopefully you have. Okay. Um, and so where do you want your elephant leading you? All right. So think about that. See if it's worth it to do the effort of doing the reprogramming. So let me share a few examples of his self-talk that he gives, because I want you to have an idea of what kind of a thing we're talking about. Okay. So uh, let's say um, motivation. Okay. So say you want some help with motivation. So I'm going to read you some examples of um motivation, positive self-talk that Dr. Shad Helmstetter gives in his book, What to Say to Yourself. I can do anything I believe I can do. I've got it. And every day I get more of it. I have talent, skills, and ability. A little bit different than the other self-talk that I shared earlier, right? So here's another one for motivation. I set goals and I reach them. I know what I want out of life. I go after it and I get it. Okay. And then the next one I want, um, I'll read is, um, nothing seems to stop me. I have a lot of determination. I turn problems into advantages. I find possibilities in things that other people never give a chance. All right. So those are some examples of positive self-talk that you can read on a regular basis or even listen to that will help reprogram the natural things that come up that you're thinking about in regards to your motivation of getting things done. All right. 
Let's do another one. Let's do, um, how about traffic? How many of you are driving in the car right now? I know, especially for podcasts like radio, I um, often do that. I listen to it when I'm driving, right? So I think this is a good one, especially for those of you who are actively driving right now. Those of you who are watching YouTube, I hope you're not driving. Um, but listen to these. And um, if you're driving, see how they apply right now. And the next time you drive, think about these. Um, the first one. I enjoy relaxing while I am driving the car. Are you relaxing? Do you often relax driving the car? Okay, how about this one? I always give myself the necessary amount of time to get anywhere I am going. I always arrive at or before the time I need to be there. Okay, practice that. All right, so I like this one. Here we go. Here's positive traffic self-talk. Traffic lights change at their own discretion, not mine. If the light changes before I get there, I will stop, wait for the light to change, and relax while I am waiting. Okay? I think that's one that some of us might need to repeat to ourselves a lot. And then this last one for traffic. Slow moving or standing traffic is not a problem to me. I enjoy the time I have to organize my thoughts and think about those things that are beneficial to me. I will get there when I get there. Okay? So... Um, if that's not a little bit revolutionary to you, then good for you. You've been working on this and that's amazing. For the rest of us, I think these are ones that um, might need to be plastered all over my car and I need to continually remind myself because I need some serious reprogramming in that area. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I um, hope you got as much out of that as I did. I think that one was a bonus for me. Okay, so let's go on to another topic then for positive self-talk because I think having a examples and understanding what this sounds like and how this works um, is very beneficial. So let's do, um, let's talk about weight loss. So maybe weight loss is one of your goals. So let me share with you a couple of the positive self-talks that Dr. Shad Helmstetter shares. I am in control of myself in every way at all times and in all situations. I think that one's actually pretty applicable to a lot of different situations. Okay. Here's another one. Each time I sit down to eat, I reaffirm my determination to achieve my goal. By eating right and never giving in, I am reaching the weight I want. Okay? And then um, uh, this one on weight loss. When I sit down to eat, at no time do I allow anyone else to influence, tempt, or discourage me in any negative way. And I really like that one because that puts you in the driver's seat. You're not putting the blame on anybody else. I'm taking control of this. And I love that because all of this, all of this taking control of our self-talk is about that. It's up to us. Yes, what we have is there and it might be there for a whole bunch of different reasons. But the bottom line is we can change it. We can do what we can do to be able to change that programming, which I think is amazing. And that leads us to the last area that I wanted to share a little bit of the positive self-talk in the area of self-responsibility. So let me share a couple of these. Here's the first one. I take full responsibility for everything about me, even the thoughts that I think. I am in control of the vast resources of my own mind. I love that. And then the last one I want to share with you is this. I alone am responsible for what I do and what I tell myself about me. No one can share this responsibility with me. 
So all of those I read directly from Dr. Shad Helmstetter's What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, as you can see, I have the sticky notes all over it. Um, and I love that ending with the self-responsibility because do you, do you see how this works? There's so much good news here. So for one, you know this now, you are aware of this now, congratulations. And for two, you know how to change your mindset. You do it by taking away the negative self-talk and replacing it with the positive self-talk. You can do this. I believe in you. I would absolutely love to hear how you are doing with your self-talk. So maybe you are simply noticing it for the first time, or maybe you are stopping those negative thoughts, or maybe you are actively and consistently replacing your self-talk. Wherever you are in this, let me know. Reach out to me and let me know because I would love to hear how it's going. Uh, like I said earlier, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Jenny Hardy, um, and that would be awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear how how this is working for you and the changes um, that you are having as a result of it. Okay. So that's a wrap. If you want to read any of Dr. Shad Helmstetter's books, you can go anywhere that books are sold um, to get them. The two that I share today um, are The Gift and What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Um, and I'll put them in the show notes as well. So you can have um, those uh, titles written down as well. So thanks so much for joining me and in this journey of life. I am Jenny, and you are listening to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you liked what you heard today and found it helpful, then please subscribe to my podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. I'd be so grateful. Thanks for listening. Good night. <music>